We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. September 29, 2020. International Coffee Day and Big Goat Energy. The world's first billionaire. The Chevy Camaro versus Virginity. Public profanity and smoking hot women. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Good day. Hello. Hola. Yes. Ni hao. All the things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm going to pause for a moment, entertain the, the crowd here, the window Uh-oh. and the glare. Yes. Well, here we are in the middle of our transition from summer, I almost said winter to summer, summer into winter with the fall season, the changing of the sun direction. That's much better. Yes. I fully blame neighbors for purposefully parking in such a way as to windshield glare, and I didn't get it solved perfectly. I turn just right and I catch it again. Do I have a weird highlight on my face or anything? Well, not when you sit back like that. No. Okay. Fair okay. enough. We'll All just right. call it a game. Okay. Okay. Um, first and foremost, while it is September 29th, is. I do want to point out that September 28th, was absent of a video. And I know that this is the mostly daily show. Yes. I feel like a real knucklehead. Oh, man. We recorded it. Yeah. And I have, I've reached new depths in the mind dungeon. Oh, you like went down to the basement floor? I of the didn't dungeon even know that there was a, a sub dungeon. I didn't even know. Sub dungeon. <laughs> For the thought that I got lost down there. I completely forgot until like one o'clock today. It dawned on me, huh? I never edited and posted anything for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You have a lot going on. The I thought dungeon, the sounds of construction that are that are the moaning up. <laughs> from the, the beaten thoughts in there. Mm. 
all the yeah. yeah there's a lot of jackhammering there's happening. some spilled gruel i feel like yes there's yeah. a lot of activity and so i and also myself to, i understand you want me to regale you with boring words about what's been going on give us a shot from the thought dungeon give okay. us a give us a little snapshot well i read a research paper actually more than one as you are prone to do one that was Yes, as I am prone to do. One that was pretty powerful in the mix. Uh -huh. That had to do with looking at cross-sectional momentum and time series momentum as they relate to investing, trading stuff. Yep, that's your actual day it's job. It's my actual day job. It's what I do. And to be a responsible one of those, whatever yes. it is, yes. it requires ongoing looks at things. Right. And so this one was intriguing enough, and it was right up the alley of some stuff that I've been trying to troubleshoot anyway. And so I went way off down deep. Like I said, discovered a sub-dungeon that I never knew was even there. Yeah. Been working through that and then landing on having to work through mentally a whole lot of processes to decide what kind of metrics I thought would be meaningful there. Sure. And then sitting down to code a boatload of that for yeah. testing purposes. And I'm just, my mind is very Jello-esque. Okay. Well, listen, we got a nice light show today. Yeah. You well, still hey, did light, heavy, doesn't matter. I'm just saying that's why there was no right. show today, even though, or yesterday, though there was a show, there just wasn't a show. It just wasn't published. It didn't it show. It does exist. The show isn't showing. <laughs> I think that probably made you the maddest of all is that we took you took the time to research and prepare research, and we filmed it. I felt like we had pretty good Yeah. May have it probably wouldn't have competed with the wedgie video, but <laughs> it was solid. Listen, anyway. listen, here's the thing. I hold myself as the Empress of Austin. Awesome. Not Austin, but please somebody make me the Empress of Austin. Okay. But uh in the kingdom, the Empire of Awesome, I am the Empress. Okay. I give you pardon for the lack of video. Okay. All is forgiven, all is good. It's not it's not that I have felt like somebody else was, you know, like, oh, that's a that's a demerit. <laughs> We're going to garnish your wages or whatever. No, it's it's been just a supreme disgust with myself. Oh no, no, nope. You're going to release that, okay? I don't know. You're going to release if it'll that. make you be at peace. I'll tell you that I will. No, I want it to come inwardly in your interior life. I want you to release that disgust and just be like, you know what? I I made a mistake and it's okay. It only move on. releases through rage vomiting. So. <laughs> Ooh, well, you're going to have to deal with that part yourself. See, you weren't really that into all this anyway. You're just like, Arr. All right, let's go. Okay, so September 29th. Yes. Today is the celebration of International Coffee Day. I'll drink to that. Indeed, I, I will too, even though my coffee is a little cold, cold now. But, it's uh, cold because we've been talking, but mm, happy International Coffee Day. Coffee. So according to legend, an Ethiopian goat herder noticed that the fruit of the coffee plant had a stimulating effect on his goats. Yes. Some mild experimentation later, coffee is born. I think he traveled next to a monastery. And I wish I, it didn't say anywhere where I was reading what the actual year this was that it occurred, obviously a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, in his 
herding travels mm. had gone by a monastery, shared it with them, and it, and it literally spread as fast as the thing can mm -hmm. in an era of no electronic communication of any kind, yeah. uh, no post office, no anything like that. Uh, but it did spread quickly, and we have good a fly that just landed right on my head, and that's exciting. Listen, coffee, like once you have your first sip, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can get so much done, and it tastes really right? good too. These goats are kicking ass. <laughs> What's going on? It doesn't take much convincing to discover that coffee is awesome. Yes. So if you'd like the energy of a goat. There we go. And who wouldn't? And the appetite. Go. India. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what today also is? I do, but please tell me anyway. The Feast of the Archangels. That's right. So there are three archangels celebrated in the Catholic Church and in the traditional uh, liturgical calendar. They are St. Michael. Mm-hmm. We, of course, know St. Michael the Archangel defend us in battle. Yes. Um, St. Uh, Gabriel, mm -hmm. who delivered the good news to the Blessed Virgin Mary that uh, God had chosen her to bear the Christ child and uh, asked if she would consent to this plan. And then there's St. Raphael. Mm -hmm. I wasn't that familiar with St. Raphael. He's an archangel. And he's primarily associated with healing. Okay. So I thought that was very fascinating. Let me see what I found on him here. Okay, just kidding. I accidentally closed my own tab on that. Oh, but no. uh, he's more associated with the Abrahamic. Yeah. So the Old Testament, what mm -hmm. we Christians would call the Old Testament. Uh, and so, again, St. Raphael, one of the three archangels celebrated today on the Feast of the Archangels. Now, as growing up Protestant and in an evangelical strain of Protestantism, we didn't we talked about angels sort of sometimes. Not like, much. Not much. There's that there is a passage in the New Testament where it talks about, you know, being kind because you may be entertaining angels unaware. Yes, yes. And of course we see angels showing up in the Old Testament stories as well, but it was it was sort of like a like mm, don't get into that sort of kooky angel. Right. Business. That was you know, that was old covenant. Old covenant stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you that according to the Catholic view of angels that every single human life at the moment of their conception is assigned a guardian angel. And I had understood it differently. Okay. That the angel already existed knowing oh. that the assignment well, was there just waiting for your birth. But either way, the fact is you we got all, one. Yeah, you all, had, you, all of us. We mm -hmm. don't know that if you're Catholic, Jewish, non-religious, whatever, you have a guardian angel. I, this is, this is cuckoo stuff that I'm, I'm the person your Baptist <laughs> preacher warned you about. Mm -hmm. I talk to my guardian angel. Yeah. I visit with him. I ask him to pray for me. Mostly that's the biggest thing is I ask him to pray for me. Yep. And, um, I think it's a delight to sort of get to know your guardian angel as much as you can through. And you have more than just the one. Mm, yes. Oftentimes if there's a vocation change and especially true if you are entering into ministry mm -hmm. then there's another one that comes along if you have a family there's oftentimes a family one there's there's many yep um there's i guess we'll leave it there as a teaser for later conversation at the end of the episode mm -hmm. yes that's right yeah so once we get past more wedgie talk and some of that maybe we'll get back to some catholic stuff yes uh, or actually just human stuff, because... You don't have to be Catholic to have a guardian right. angel, whether you want one or not, you have one, according to the Catholic Church. Yeah. 1916. 
American oil tycoon John D. Rockefeller. Perhaps he's the big deal. <laughs> I was going to say Perhaps, John Big D. Rockefeller. Because he is the world's first billionaire. The world's first. This is 1916. Okay. For today's equivalency of a billion, $230 billion. Wow, that is not a small amount of pocket change. No doubt. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you? I mean, a billion alone is a thing that, that we can't fathom. I cannot fathom it. Much less, you know, even I would I would even state probably once you get, I don't know, if you, if, if you were, say, a 100 millionaire, there's still things you can't buy. Yeah. Not with cash. Mm -hmm. Not that they do when whoever they are that has that much money. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just go out and get yourself the yacht and the multiple palaces and all of that. Um, you'd run through your hundreds of millions. But at a billion... You pretty much could buy anything you want. At $230 billion, mm -hmm. there's literally, you could buy the whole world. Is there 230 billionaires today, or is that not held yeah. in private wealth? It, yeah, but most people at that level of wealth, now you have uh, the foundational, oh, look, at we're giving away so much of our oh, money now. Right. Look how cool we are. There's okay. like a reverse okay. believing of it, because they realize there's just simply... What can you just, you simply can't do anything. You can't, yeah, you can't. You can't even find enough extended relatives. Yeah. They'd all be billionaires when you died. And yeah. most of our extended relatives, we probably don't like that much anyway. Exactly. Anyway, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, 1950, not 15, but 1950. 50. The telephone answering machine is created by Bell Laboratories. Laboratories. Or... Was it? Indeed. Clarence Hickman went to work for Bell Lab in 1930. Okay. Now, some sources state that he created the answering machine all the way back in 1934, but AT&T, the villainous owners of Bell Labs, <laughs> kept it under wraps for fear that an answering machine would result in fewer telephone calls. Yeah. Don't you feel yeah. like there's like a greedy Mr. Burns like tapping his fingers at the thought of... Oh. How, Unquestionably. How the answering machine could disrupt telephone usage. And then that says, or did he in actuality? There are many different claims as to who created it and when. At, and when, mm -hmm. With at least one claim dating back to 1898. Right. Which I believe the telephone was 1896. Okay. So like even two years later, and people was, were like, wait a second. Yeah. What do you do? How does it work when you're not home? Right. Now, in fairness... I could see that maybe what was created in, you know, in 1898, two years after that, perhaps it was, it was a very raw technology and very expensive and not something marketable, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it, that goodness, snoring dogs over there, um, over time, you know, certainly that would have been made cheaper. It definitely, definitely was an instance where, AT&T and whoever all else was like, hey, just hold on a minute. Uh, let's wait. Well, I'm thankful to Clarence Hickman at all for inventing something that now lives on my phone as voicemail in which I never check. Um, I was going to ask you. Current so, number? No, no. Okay. Last week, I got uh, I got a text or a call. So I can't remember. I was talking to somebody because I saw I had a missed call from them and uh -huh. I had called them and was informed that because we've recently swapped yeah. over carriers, I had failed to set up my voicemail, mm -hmm. which 
I gotta say, it wasn't a bad thing to not have any messages for a couple of weeks. You were like, "This is so nice." Right? Verizon, all of my phone traffic's. Did you set of, yours up? I did because okay. my youngest sister, not uh -huh. Emily, the yes. awesome, but my youngest sister, what became irate with me because she does like to call and leave me voicemails mm -hmm. a couple of times a week, and <clears throat> day. Yes, and she was irate that my voicemail box was not yet set up, and so I. Obliged. How dare you? How dare you? How very dare me. You just did that to make her mad. Clearly. Obviously. I live for it. So anyway, that is some interesting thought on the telephone answering machine. If anyone would like to know, I currently have in my voicemail inbox 476 oh unlistened to voicemails. The effectiveness of leaving me a voicemail is obviously zero percent, but you could do so if you it's did have probably the worst way to get in it's touch. It's the with absolute you. worst way. You'll do better with email, and even that's not great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> your best bet is to hope that you accidentally run into Megan somewhere. That is your very first best bet. Your second best bet is to try to get Kyle's contact information. He gets mm -mm. super annoyed. At having to pass things on to me so you would only have to do that once i'll hang up on you <laughs> okay um let's see 1962 okay there's a report by the department of labor statistics showing that the average this is 1962 now the okay. average weekly take-home pay of a factory worker with three dependents is $94.87. All right. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Our parents were alive during this time, mm. and to think that a weekly salary could be in the range of $100, and then to look at costs of living now, I mean, my word. That's not even a trip to the grocery store when you have that. It's kids. not. It's not a trip to the grocery store. It's not a house payment. It's, oh, my gosh, no. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, during the school year, maybe that's enough to pay for gas to drop the kids off and pick them up every day. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty incredible. Okay. Goodness dogs. The snoring. In 1966, this is near and dear to my heart. In 1966, the Chevy Camaro was introduced. Now, originally it was named the Panther. Well, I'm glad they changed the name. I don't hate that. I kind of like the panther. Well, that's because now that you're an older woman, you're a bit of a panther. Yeah. Yes. I mean, aren't I just... Isn't that the... It's... You transition from cougar to panther? Oh, how dare you? I was going to say it's the pre-cougar phase. Oh, is I'm it? I'm only 43. Come on. I don't know. I don't know how these things I go. either. But I'm innocent. But the reason this is near and dear, my heart, my very first car, fresh off of the driver's license lot... What is a Chevy Camaro, a 1994 electric blue, electric, electric blue Chevy Camaro Rally Sport Edition. I loved that car. I didn't get to keep it very long for reasons that are too long and stupid for this discussion. It, I didn't wreck it. Or because anything. somebody else in the family had a mindset of scarcity. That's actually, did, that is what happened. That is but what happened. for a very short year of my life, I got to drive a Chevy Camaro around and I did love that vehicle. Well, so let's be honest. You getting rid of that Camaro is probably what preserved your virginity. <laughs> to look at it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, not virginity, okay. uh, 1976, Jerry Lee Lewis, who you may or may not, depending on your age, remember from his annual telethons. Oh, that Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Okay. But he was also former musician. Was he the one with the 
piano playing and married his cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, uh, he shot his bass player in the chest. Dang! Twice! Whoa! Yep. He claimed it was an accident, that he was trying to shoot some bottles, nice. and hey, it was Jerry's birthday, and who exactly doesn't get drunk and play with firearms on their birthday? Yeah, I know. What do you guys want? Time-honored tradition. Come on. Now, miraculously, the man survived, and of course did go on to sue Jerry Lee. I'm glad that he did. Yes. <laughs> people, man. People. Yep. Oh, I got the next one, too. <laughs> yes. So I'll not wait for you to present it. Uh, enjoy the dead air you had for a moment. I know. <laughs> one short year later, James Brown mm -hmm. uh, banned his band. James Brown's Brown Brown's band. Yep. James Brown's band. That's a lot of That's essence. a good vocal warm-up. James Brown's band. Yep. James Brown's band. They walked out on him. Claiming that they were underpaid and overworked. Mm -hmm. Now I have a question, and I can't remember now for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Who was the hardest working man in show business? Was it James Brown or Bobby Brown? It was James Brown, it's wasn't it? James Brown, okay, thousand percent. I know it was one of the Browns men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I was pretty sure. I was pretty yeah. sure, but then then I was questioning my sh uh, shredness. So, yes. Yeah. So is it a big surprise if you're known as the hardest working man in show business uh, for your your band to be like, hey, we work too hard? Well, they were possibly overworked, but if James Brown did not have an abundance mindset, maybe he didn't pay his band. Hey, his maybe band well. they were working hard but not accomplishing much. Maybe he was a goals-oriented okay. manager yeah. and he was like, hey, I don't care if you work 10 minutes or 10 hours, you got to get the job done. How that works in music. Yeah. <laughs> these these piano keys ain't gonna tickle themselves. That's right. Well, in 1982, I don't know why we have this in here because it's not well, super awesome. The, it's an explanation for something that I, I'm glad we have. I okay. think it's pretty awesome. That's right. Well, in 1982, seven people did die from taking extra strength Tylenol that had been laced with cyanide. Yes. 264,000 bottles of Tylenol extra strength had to be recalled. That crime never solved. Never. But the unfortunateness of it, again, that's terrible that seven people died from cyanide poisoning, but it did did lead to the introduction of what we all now is ubiquitous today, tamper-proof packaging. Yeah, which that's the that's the foil seal. That's not the child-proof cap. That was a whole other okay. problem that created the child-proof cap. Okay. Why the cotton's inside, I don't know. <laughs> Someone tell us why the cotton's it's inside. It's literally a trifecta of difficulties. By the time you get to it, if you didn't have an extra strength <laughs> headache, you will. <laughs> You gotta really want that Tylenol to yes. get that bottle open. Bend a fingernail back in the process, oh, all the things. It. It's uh, Don't do it's it. a challenge. Yeah. 1996, and I remember this quite well. Okay. The Nintendo 64 system debuts in the US. Mm -hmm. And who knows, is there even a way to put a number on how many college students were in jeopardy at the end of yeah. that fall semester? Because of this platform. Were you one of them? I did a good job of keeping my grades up while I screwed around. Yes. What? Screwed around playing Nintendo 64. Yes. Did you, did you play it? Did you love it? Did you No. It? I'll tell you what. I was an original NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, mm -hmm. person that was formative in my childhood and, and teen years. 
after the 64 came out and all gaming systems after that, I just never have played. The controllers are hard for me to work. I don't understand how they work. The extra buttons. When you're used yep. to B and A. Yeah, when you're used to B and A and the and arrows. And now you got an X and a Y or whatever. There's all buttons all over things. the freaking controller. Well, that one, I think, now I could be wrong. I feel like that one just added. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Sixty-four. I think now that added some triggers and some other things yeah. too. I didn't own that one. I played that one across the hall. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, wow. Here's a grand happy story for you. One of the guys on the football team had injured himself, was out for the season, and so pretty much lived on that and immensely enjoyed multiple refills of his. Uh, I can't remember if it's. Percocet, Percodan, which one of the Perks. one of the perks? Yeah, one of the narcotics. Yeah, enjoyed that. Stayed mostly high the whole semester playing video games in there. Mm. Um, That's not great. It wasn't fantastic, but hey, you could go over and play because he'd he'd be too tired to play then. Yeah, exactly. Um, now I I held out and I got the PlayStation whatever number it was mm-hmm. when it came out and it had all the buttons and triggers and things and it was a learning curve. I won't lie. Well, I just never, I never hiked up that curve. Yeah, yeah. Well, you probably weren't ever a huge gamer anyway. Not really. Not really. It's a little complicated for my lady brain. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. I, I could go off into a whole lot of other stuff to play off of your own insulting of self and other women. Uh, I won't. Not everyone has a lady brain, by you. Just a few of us. Just, well, there's <laughs> a few men with it as well. <laughs> Um, okay, well, in 1997... Not that long ago. Not, I mean, it's not that long ago. No, that, not that short ago. It was over 20 years ago. Yeah, but <laughs> in terms of uh, what is socially acceptable right. and what is not, we're not that okay, yes. different. Okay, yes, that's good context. 1997, a number of American servicemen fall foul of the law in Turkey. I did not intend there to be a pun. That was perfect. With foul and the fact that Turkey that is a bird. A perfect pun and the fact that it was unintentional just adds to it's the It's a little embarrassing now. I feel like if I were going to be trying, I'd do something better than that. Uh, but It's uh, good stuff, though. Yeah. Now, listen, in Turkey, it is illegal to use profanity in public places. And the local prosecutor, thankfully, had mercy let them off with a warning. I will tell you this much, having a brother who was a serviceman oh, in the yeah. U.S. Uh, and being around him and some of his friends. Oh, my goodness. Right. 
if you were not a cusser before, the... Well, they've even built curse words into their anacronyms. They have, yes. They absolutely have. So you can imagine these surface men abroad in Turkey. They, in, got, they got themselves in some hot water. In fairness, this at least the incident that this speaks to happened in a bar, for crying out mm. loud. If you can't curse. But evidently in Turkey. You cannot. Or at least you couldn't in 97. Yeah. And as I've thought about it, I'm not sure that that isn't a pretty great thing. It's very simple. How how often, I mean, it's great unless you're the one that's feeling the need to curse. But mm -hmm. how often have you been in a public setting of some kind where somebody, it's always the one person that feels like their stuff is so important that they've got to speak at a few yes. decibel ranges above everyone else and they're ripping off curse words left and right and not even yeah. creatively. Absolutely. It's so true. Yeah. So that. Well, I know that the content was a little bit limited today. In fairness, there were tons, literally metric tons, potentially a shit ton of songs. Oops, I guess I'm going to jail in Turkey. Um, <laughs> of songs, of television shows, things like that, that are all doing something today. And I just didn't have the mental strength to sift through all of that. Just know, enjoy some music, watch a show. Okay, we're not gonna go through our Oh yeah, we're doing oh, okay. I'm just saying the other, yeah. the rest of the content for the day is limited because I'm limited. Listen to some music, watch a show, ignore your voicemails. Yeah, yep. And Curse in public somewhere. Yeah, do it. Um, smoke in public. Have some coffee. Oh wait, this, was the smoking in public? Smoking was yesterday. And so that means you no one will ever hear this story. I, I can scroll back, I can scroll back. <laughs> it's worthwhile, right? It's worthwhile, and then we'll whirl. Okay. And the dogs are back to snoring yes. at full, at full, full tilt. tilt. Yes. Okay, here we go. So this would be Monday, actually. Yes. 1904. So we're turn of a century, a century ago, right? Yes, yes, yes. A woman is arrested for smoking a cigarette in a car on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Indeed. Mrs. William P. Orr was ordered by a policeman on a bicycle, which I still question the validity of that. No offense to anybody who is or is Bike related patrols. to a bicycle policeman. It just doesn't. An officer in spandex, which wouldn't have been the case in of course. that year, but currently it just doesn't feel very official and real to me. Um, anyway, a policeman on a bicycle orders her, quote, put it out. You can't do that on Fifth Avenue while I'm patrolling here. Mm -hmm. Big flex. Big flex. I had no idea that until the late 1930s, a woman who smoked in public was considered vulgar. Mm -hmm. You could do it at home. Yep. Although I don't think in front of guests. Oh. You could do it at home, though, but you couldn't bring that trash out into public. Yes. And so you have from New York Alderman Peter McGinnis a quote. He says, Young fellows go into our restaurants to find women folks sucking cigarettes. What happens? The young fellows lose all respect for the women. And the next thing you know, the young fellows desert their homes, their wives, their children, rob their employers, and even commit murder so that they can get money to lavish on these smoking women. 
That is extraordinary. Do you think that's where the phrase, she's smoking hot, comes Ooh, from? Oh, I bet you're right. I don't know. One other quote from a 1914 Washington Post editorial says, A man may take out a woman who smokes for a good time, but he won't marry her. Won't marry her. She's not marriage material. This was amazing. Smoking. This was amazing to yeah, me. That is incredible. I, we've, I, yeah. Our original discussion of this, we both yeah. were a little flabbergasted yeah. Yeah. and pondered how far women have come that now yes. we can. Well, and then I pointed out too, and this is true, you can smoke in public sometimes, sometimes. but it's very limited now yes. where you can smoke. So, be But you don't so often any longer see as a result of you know being interested in someone who smokes, people who leave their families, steal Robin, from their employers. Robin murder. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's so amazing. It is amazing. All right. Let us go ahead and whirl. Let's watch read. Listen, okay. I'll watch. I'm going to give you a don't watch. Okay. I watched, I tried to watch and it wasn't my first effort. There is on Netflix. I can't remember who puts it out a series called Van Helsing. Mm. Now, if you're not familiar with who this name is, oh, yeah. in lore, not history, but lore, lore, Van Helsing is one of the major foes of the vampires. Mm -hmm. I've, I enjoy it. We both enjoy vampire stuff. And so I thought, hey, Van Helsing, now it's not a historical, it's more of a modern day and the vampires are pretty zombie-like and yes. all kinds of weird things. I've tried, I had forgotten, I've tried to watch it twice already. Yep. It shows up again on Netflix because there's yet another new season out. I think they're into four seasons now and I'm thinking, oh, well, I'll try that. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And so finally I was like, I can't. Maybe there's four seasons. Maybe it gets better. I yeah. jumped ahead to another season. Equally bad, if not worse. The dog obviously is snoring over <laughs> it. The dog is like over really it. just, not impressed. Um, don't watch it. Listen, it's, it's a nope. Listen, it's well established that once you start watching a show, you'll see it through to the end, no matter how bad it is. So, And I haven't on this. this. I won't. This is like a watershed moment in your yeah. TV viewing history. That you actually would not finish a series that was that bad. It possibly is something to do with my own personal shift into abundance and out of scarcity. Maybe it's just I don't feel yeah. like I'm limited. I can find something. There is a show somewhere out there. I am proud of you. I enjoy this. Um, if you're interested in angels, remember I was telling mm -hmm. you all my own little wacky tendencies. They're not angels. wacky. No. Um, you could head over to the YouTubes. There's a lot of videos. You can even yes. just search for like... Now, what? first, that, um, yeah, there is, there is a lot of material out there, but yeah. is all of it something people should watch? No, I was going to say you could give it a little search in, inside the YouTube for Catholic priest, guardian angel, okay, or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. You'll find a lot of interesting videos. One channel called Census Fidelium. Has, that's the channel name, That's right? the name of the channel has a video called Guardian Angels that will help you to understand more of the Catholic view on the Guardian Angel. Um, Father Chad Ripperger. Yes. He's got some interesting ideas on the whole. I'm not saying you should necessarily buy into all of his views, but he does have a very fascinating couple of videos on right. angels and like... Uh, 
He's an exorcist, right? He's an exorcist. Which the <clears throat> the church has as an yep. office. Yes. And high standard and qualification to get into it and all of that. And it's not like anybody that wants to can. There's a limited number of yes. positions. It's a very organized thing. Yep. Fascinatingly enough, um, and I didn't know this until after becoming Catholic, mm -hmm. that while many of the non-Catholic groups would poo-poo the idea that it is with surprising frequency that when they run into an issue with somebody who's got problems that they can only affiliate with the supernatural, mm -hmm. who do they call? The exorcist. They call the Catholics to get, oh, do we, yes. is there an exorcist in this archdiocese? Right. Yeah. It's it's still, you know, of course, we think about like the 1970s movie and, right. and, and novels, yeah, the exorcist. so much like that. Right. But you might think like, oh, that's not a thing that anybody does anymore. But no, there's still very much a lot yeah. of exorcists in the church. And so he is an exorcist and has some really interesting things to say about the unseen. Yes. So. It's a fascinating. We've, we've seen a few of his videos. Yeah. I guess to bring maybe just a smidge more of, uh, I wouldn't say closure necessarily, but maybe just information around this. As as I understand it, um, one of the key ways, one of the primary ways that an exorcist deals with stuff is through kind of an extended form of uh, confession. Yes, that's right. There's a there's a whole process, trained, of course, uh, yeah. approved process that they go through, and it is a very deeply introspective trip through confession, and that, that because confession is a form of healing. Yes, exactly, exactly. In fact, I teach every year um, a class in our formation classes for our new people coming into the church. I teach a class on confession. It's one of my favorite sacraments and favorite topics, and. In it, I include a quote from a Catholic priest who's an exorcist who basically is like, uh, just going to confession is, mm -hmm. you know, that's the main thing that will right. help you have that spiritual intervention that they do like a more concentrated form right. of. Um, so, yes, it's very deeply connected together. And if you look at the stories of Christ's ministry mm -hmm. and yeah. the healings, the physical healings that he performed, it's it's not a hundred percent of the time that it's recorded this way, but it's a very high percentage of the time that along with healing the physical malady, he also tells them that their sins are forgiven. Yes. Yep, exactly. It's tied together. We're not a unilateral thing. We're that's a, right. We're a body and a spirit and a mind. Yes, that's right. Well, I just started a new book um, for the read section. I started a new book recommended by awesome Meredith Schwartz on the podcast that she co-hosts with Katie Cobb uh, currently reading. It's called Conviction. It's by Denise Mina. And I was fascinated with the concept. I just started. I was fascinated with the context and concept for the story because the main character is a big fan of true crime podcasts and she begins listening to one and she realizes that she knows the victim in the story of this true crime podcast that she was listening to and kind of gets involved in the investigation of the murder at the center of the story from there. So okay. I was like, true crime podcast, you say? And so I got it immediately and I'm very excited to start it. Nice. Yeah. Well, if you'd like something a bit more boring, uh, less entertaining, okay. perhaps. Yes. Uh, but informative to some number of people. AQR, who is a company 
uh, that does asset management. They run a hedge fund, amongst other things, all of that. They are, in fact, the publishers of one of the main research articles that I have labored through in the past several days. You could probably do a search for AQR and then space and then TSMOM, which is time series momentum is what that stands for. You, too, can find this article and lose your mind trying to read it. <laughs> Or have a little night-night reading, trying to yeah. understand it, go to sleep. I have a I have a multi here, a listen and a, a, a well, it could be a listen, a watch, or a read. Okay. Um, we've talked several times now in the past many episodes about uh, what we did in terms of elimination diet. Yes. And. We didn't go into that lightheartedly. No. We did a lot of research, wanting to be as healthful and smart and all of that as possible. Um, two gentlemen, one we've mentioned before, Dr. Paul Saladino, mm -hmm. and then another whose name is Dr. Ken Berry. These two guys, they've, I can't remember, I think Dr. Berry has also published, but Dr. Saladino has definitely published. Um, both of them have YouTube stuff, I believe both. Again, I, I know... Saladino has podcast stuff. I can't remember if Barry is also podcast or strictly YouTube, but Man Alive, um, the volume of content available, and both of them, I think, do a fantastic job of speaking to the every man or every woman right. um, when possible, but also able to very quickly code switch into the available science, recognizing that while the number of appropriate studies done on this yeah. aren't high. They would point out neither are the number of appropriate studies on anything okay. related to health. That mm -hmm. pretty much everything out there is, uh, oh goodness, what's the style of? Uh, Epidemiology yes, based. Yes. Epidemiological studies, yes. which is completely not the kind, the kind of research that you would do to draw a conclusion. That style of research is supposed to be done from the perspective of forming a hypothesis that you would then go test with okay. a study. Yeah. And unfortunately, most of health is done off of these epidemiological studies. Anyway, these guys do a great job of talking through things, and they've, especially Saladino in... in uh, probably the last 12 months or more has really done a fantastic job with the cooperation of many others yeah. of digging up actual old, real, valid studies that pointed towards this philosophy on things um, that mysteriously were disappeared, that didn't weren't mm -hmm. available, all of that, um, pointing to a little bit of, of the big pharma, big agriculture, how these things have interacted with government and how, you know, we've done, we've, we've all tried everything that we've been told to try. Well, you just do this, you just do that. And it, we've tried yeah, with great discipline mm. and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, again, these guys, it's just really, they're, they're good dudes. They do a good job. Good. Um, and if it's something that you're interested in either now or later, or know somebody that might be, these are two great guys to start with in just about any format you could want. 
you pointed me towards Dr. Saladino being on the Minimalist podcast. Yes. And I listened to that. It was very good. So if you just want to get like a little overview, mm-hmm. I think that that's a great one to check out, Minimalist podcast, and look for the episode with Dr. Paul Saladino. I will, I will champion one other thing that he has recently been on heavily that mm-hmm. I think is fascinating mm-hmm. as he talked about it's while it's important to make sure you're eating the right food, yeah. that it's also critically important to make sure that the food that you're eating has been eating the right food okay. um, and some issues that come up with that. All right. So, yeah. Cool, <clears throat> cool stuff. All right. Lifestyle. We continue to go through our clothing stuff. We did not get to share this yesterday because it was in our conversation. We, we did share we it did, yesterday, just but not you with didn't you. Hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've had orders come in from J. Crew, Uniqlo, and Amazon shopping their Amazon Essentials and the Good Threads line, which mm-hmm. is another Amazon sort of store brand, I guess you could say. Um, overall, I think we're giving a, a well. Go piece by piece. Give me your opinion. Well, so Uniqlo came in. We were hopeful because it seems like a lot of really minimalist, basic wardrobe attire. I think we were hopeful because it seemed like a really great price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't, it was kind of not really meant for our body types, it feels like. Yeah. I um, think that's fair. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I, for me, the fit was just all wrong. You also, the fit was a little wonky and the materials for you were just yeah, not. Which could have been a bad pick on my part, but it wasn't like I picked the low end of everything. No, uh-huh. um, for, for all of these places, arguably, Less true of, of J. Crew than of Uniqlo and the two different Amazon yeah. groupings. We we operated in a very similar price range. Yeah. I would state that even though the J. Crew stuff cost a little bit more, that it was still the same range. Yes. Yeah. If you will, mm-hmm. the the above trash, not the cheap end of what they have, but not the absolute high end either. Right, exactly. Yeah, the the Uniqlo material was just very, I don't know, that one of the shirts I had, honest to goodness, reminded me of a shirt that I wanted a carnival as yes. a child. Yes, yeah. It was not great. Yeah. It was not great. Now, this white blouse that I'm wearing right now actually is from Uniqlo. So okay. This is one of the pieces that... So there that, were some Yeah, there that, were some um, hits for sure, but okay. there was a big box that went back to Uniqlo. Now, the J. Crew stuff came in... And yeah. I think both of us were like, are we, are we J. Crew people? I was afraid. I felt <laughs> like I needed to go get my bourgeois card. Yes, very bougie for sure. But the fit materials, all of it just felt right. And yeah. it felt like a good match for us and for what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, then surprisingly, was there, was there a piece from them specifically that you fell in love with? I absolutely fell in love. And I think I actually wore it on camera last week, that long mm-hmm. sleeve black blouse that um, has the uh, ruffle around the collar. I absolutely loved it. Then I wore a gorgeous uh, black and white basic stripe uh, t-shirt today that I spilled coffee on right before we started recording. So I ran it down to the laundry to get stain treater on it, but I absolutely loved that piece too. So You had to do something for International Coffee Day. I had to, for sure. I really... While I I have enjoyed, I think I got... uh, did I just get a Henley from them? I think so. No, there was... Or was there a t-shirt oh, your, also? your pants are wearing. Well, I know the oh. pants, yeah. The, uh, but in terms of... Yeah, I don't think you got any essentials. tops from them. I don't may have like. just been the... May have just been that. The... Uh, I will say their athletic cut chinos are absolutely right for my build. Yeah. The material is very 
very quality. Yes. Um, I have had, still have, uh, was it Good Threads? Yes. Pair of chinos yeah. mm-hmm. that fit well, all of that. But the this the J Crew stuff wears better over the course of a day. Yes. I don't look like I've been wrestling with anyone at the end of a day. Right. Even when I have been. <laughs> there we go. Well, speaking of the Good Threads, we got the uh, a lot of the order in that mm-hmm. had your uh, Amazon Essentials and Good Threads shirts um, as zip up hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the I th- I'm torn. I love both of them. I was very impressed with the accuracy of size as it relates to yes, my body. They yeah. worked well. True to size. The fitting. material yeah. was good quality. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I almost feel like I liked the essentials for the true essentials. The T-shirt, yeah. The the V-neck, the Henley, that type stuff. And then the hoodie, the zip-up hoodie I got is Good Threads, and the quality of that material is superb awesome. compared to any other zip-up hoodie I've ever had. That's great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very pleased with that. I, it's, it's so nice, I almost don't want to wear it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to that. throw away my old junker, but I'm like, what if I need to do something that will get it dirty? No, it's scarcity. Don't do it. We put in an order. J, J. Crew had a crazy one-day sale. On their coats and outerwear. Coats and outerwear. So we've got some coats and outerwears coming Mm -hmm. for that. And then I've got one more order in, or I'm getting ready to put one more order in to get some, because we've kind of sussed through this. Um, Amazon Essentials and Good Thread stuff is what roughly two thirds to one half of the price of J. Crew. Yeah. And for right now, that's good enough. We're gonna. I'm gonna get some a couple of long sleeve T-shirt yeah. and Henley things. Because that's something that's really missing mm-hmm. from what you're you're building out. I feel like I have more in the long sleeve yeah. realm already. So. And then I'm desperately looking for an unstructured or destructured, uh, maybe cotton even, uh, like very casual blazer. Casual blazer to pull over yeah. stuff. So yeah. yeah, we got those those things that we're figuring out. Good deal. And I got a watch coming. And you have a watch coming. I'm pretty fired up about that. Yes, absolutely. I have a long long-term love affair with watches. And you haven't worn one in years. I have in years. So I haven't. I can only now kind of just assume that that, that was a weird scarcity mindset that came over me at some point um and so i just didn't allow myself for over a decade now yeah to have a a a watch in the rotation and i was like you know what i love a watch yeah i'm gonna get a watch yes can't wait till it gets here i know keep checking to see shipping information not here yet all right that was a lot to cover today did we miss anything i don't think we have. I think we, we nailed it. Oh, Uniqlo. Yeah. The socks. Oh, yeah. The socks are solid. The they're, socks. they're good. And, and they're like was... $3 a pair. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've even good. talked about <clears throat> perhaps, I think four of us in this family of eternity can wear the same socks. Yes. And we've talked about maybe even just doing a bulk order and having a sock basket because it's yep. a continual battle. A nightmare. I hate socks. It's like the worst thing about fall and winter for me is socks and sock management. Yeah. So I'm all about minimizing that system. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, 
Last apology for not having an episode up this morning or yesterday morning for you. Um, hopefully I don't do that too many more times this week. All right. In the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. A sheep herder is also known as a shepherd. Why isn't a goat herder known as a goat herd? Is it because it sounds too much like goat herd? Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.